Good morning. I hope you're well. I'm ready just for our devotion for this morning. Uh, it's no secret that our lives have been turned upside down. It seems that the whole world has been impacted by the same invisible enemy, this virus. Fear continues as a driving force. But this morning we're going to come to someone who is the Prince of Peace, who can do a work in our hearts and our minds that no one else can. We have, we know that perfect love casts out fear. Just one little thing, if you've not been on the WhatsApp group yet, uh, please do make use of the facility to keep in touch with others. Today I'd like to focus a few thoughts about Solomon's dedication of the temple in Jerusalem with the thought in mind that we are the temples of the Holy Spirit. It's recorded in both 1 Kings and 2 Chronicles. We'll be looking at a couple of verses in each. And, uh, and then we're going to look at a psalm, which I think is uh, bringing a lot of comfort and encouragement to people at this time of crisis. 1 Kings chapter 9 and verse 3 says, The Lord said to Solomon, I have heard the prayer and plea you have made before me. I have consecrated this temple which you have built by putting my name there forever. My eyes and my heart will always be there. Well, I can tell you, I've been to Jerusalem a couple of times and there is not a temple there any longer that was destroyed a generation after the death and resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ because it's not needed. We are now the temple. How did we become a new temple? How did that occur? Well, I believe it was the same process. In that verse, uh, it says, I have heard the prayer and the plea you have made before me. That's the way that people become believers, not through a course, not through study, but we need to come to him personally on our knees, asking for forgiveness and salvation. And that is the first step. There needs to be that not just commitment to Christ, but that ongoing walk of faith with him. He says, I have consecrated this temple, which you have built. The response to asking Jesus into our life is that God forgives us. He cleanses us. He gives us a purpose to serve him as he, as he makes his home with us. We are responsible to, to be obedient to him. And yes, we all fail. We all trip up at times. We all do things, something wrong. But God forgives us as we confess our sins the scriptures say he is faithful and just to forgive us. How else can we become a new temple? Well, he says this in the verse we read earlier, putting my name there forever. My eyes and my heart will always be there. And there is us. He's putting his name on our lives. His eyes are watching us. His heart is right. It says he has written his laws upon our hearts. We are, as living believers, associated with him for all eternity. His eyes and his heart 
are on us. If we jump now to 2 Chronicles chapter 7, um, we've got uh, an additional view of the same thing. It says, reading from verse 12, The Lord appeared to Solomon at night and said, I have heard your prayer and have chosen this place for myself as a temple for sacrifices. He has chosen us for a purpose, to be a temple of sacrifices. The Apostle Paul puts it this way when he writes to the Romans that we are to be to offer our bodies as living sacrifices, wholly acceptable to him, that each day we sacrifice something to his glory, not looking for anything back, not looking for any reward, but we do it because it's the right thing to do. We do it because we are prompted to do it by the Holy Spirit, that our lives are full of these moments when we put others first, when we put the kingdom of God before our own kingdom, when we make sure Jesus is on the throne. God's promise in verse 13 of 2 Corinthians 7 is when I shut up the heavens so that there is no rain or command locusts to devour the land or send a plague among my people. We're at a time when this plague is attacking us and God's acknowledging that at times these things are allowed to occur. They have done throughout the Bible days, throughout history. But God's saying when this plague comes and verse 14, which many of us know very well, says this, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and will heal their land. He knows we get it wrong. He knows we harbour desires and thoughts and, and aspirations that are not right. He knows that we are not perfect and yet he still loves us. He still cares for us. He still puts us first. He says, now my eyes will be open and my ears attentive to the prayers offered in this place. When from our hearts, when from our very being, we appeal to God. We, 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 we put our, our, our heart on the line, as it were. He will heal us. And he says he has chosen to consecrate this temple so that his name will be there forever. He says, my eyes and my heart will always be there, repeating the message from Kings, emphasizing the family connection we now have because he lives within us, because he is there by our side, because he is our Lord and Master. The psalm that links in with this very, very well is Psalm 91. I'll just pick out a few verses, but I would ask that perhaps you read it through one or two times because it's some pertinent things in here. It says, whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. What a great promise that is. But verse three says this, surely he will save you from the deadly pestilence. Verse five says, you will not fear the pestilence that stalks in the darkness nor the plague that destroys at midday. 
it will not come near you. Verse 9. If you say the Lord is my refuge and you make the most high your dwelling, no harm will overtake you. No disaster will come near your tent. God is promising to save and stop the pestilence, the plague. But like many things, promises in scripture, there are reasons that God will do that. There are conditions to what we're doing. And it's seen in verse 14. It says, because he loves me, says the Lord. Do we love him? Do we love him more than anything else? Do we love him more than these fish or these sheep or these things? Where is he in our scale of importance? Because he loves me, says the Lord, I will rescue him. I will protect him for he acknowledges my name. He will call on him, on me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honour him. Is that us this morning? Are we the one that God can say, I'll rescue him. He acknowledges my name. I'll answer him. I'll deliver him and honour him. We need to make sure that Jesus is Lord in our lives. We need to draw closer to him because that's what he looks for. He doesn't look how far we are down the path. He looks to see if our heart is taking us down the right path, that we are following him. God bless you. For communion, as we come now, if you're ready to take it, just a few thoughts and then I'll pray. Paul says, let a person examine himself and so let them eat. 1 Corinthians 11. Nothing can, should stop us from partaking other than our own heart's desire and our recognition of other believers. I wonder, can I encourage you to close your eyes and think back to the last communion service that you attended at Chapman Gate? Examine your memory for a few moments. Remembering those who were sat in front of you uh, and those behind, if you were aware of who they were, who was over to the left and who was over to the right, who was that on the far side. Just think through who was there. Then hold them in your thoughts for a few moments and pray for them. Asking God to bless and keep them safe. By doing this, we can be united in prayer by the Holy Spirit this morning as we come around the communion table at home. Remembering that we are united as one body with Jesus Christ as our head. Lord, as we are today physically separated one from another, we can rejoice that we are spiritual people destined for eternal life in your presence. As this morning we partake of these emblems in obedience to your command, we again ask you to fill us as the temples of the Holy Spirit. Pour into us your love, your joy, your peace and forgiveness as there is no one else able to do that. As we partake of these emblems, 
We remember your body broken for us. We remember your blood poured out for us. And we say thank you for your faithfulness, Lord. Amen.